0: Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. This little boy, he and his parents, uh, you know, they started going to church, but he had never been to church before, right? So he's a little six year old fella. His parents go to the big church, he goes to the kids' church. So uh, they got home and they're all eating dinner, and the mom says, What'd you learn, Johnny? And uh," why is the little kid always named Johnny? What'd you learn in Sunday school, Johnny? And he's like, Oh, we learned about the children of Israel at the Red Sea. And he's like, the, the mom said, okay, cool. Tell me about the story. What happened? He said, well, God brought the nation of Israel out from the bondage of this guy called Pharaoh. He was the king of Egypt. And they came to the Red Sea. It was this huge body of water. And they couldn't pass. So what, it, what happened? Did, did they just die there? He like, said, no, they didn't die, mom. These spaceships came out of the sky and they attacked Pharaoh's army, and then a fleet of boats came in, and they all got on the boats, and they were serving like crab and steak and everything, and then uh, they floated across to the other side, and the spaceships took off, and there were fireworks and everything, and everyone got to the other side of the Red Sea. And the mom said, that, that's not really what they told you, is it? And little Johnny said, no, that, that's not what they told me, Mom. But if I told you what they told me, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so what I like to preach on is believe it. Amen. Believe it. You know, a lot of times that the devil will lie and he'll. I remember when I was a young man. I was in the military and I was a Christian and I was, uh, I was walking one night and I was praying and I probably made about $12,000 a year back in the nineties. Eat your heart out, right? Right. Don't think I'd make the cutoff. I'd be too high to receive the stimulus check, right? We also got free room and board and medical care. Yeah. So it was a little bit higher than that, but it was about 12 grand a year. And, uh, and I was, I, was, I was praying, and I was like, well, God, when I get out of the military, I don't know how, how you're going to take care of me. And I began to think about making money and going and doing this. things. like, God, how am I going to pay my bills and different things? Well, let me tell you, 95, 05, 15, what is that, 21, uh, uh, we've got a few years of God's faithfulness. You can believe it that if you serve God, I can't explain it. But you can believe it. God is a faithful God. If you commit something to him, God will say, man, I got it. I'm going to take care of you, and I'm not going to let you go. So Daniel was in a foreign land. He, you know, uh, the first thing I like, the Bible says that he was in a foreign land. He was a, basically a slave to uh, different administrations. It's an amazing thing. When he was under Belshazzar and then Nebuchadnezzar, I don't remember the exact, and then Darius and uh, Cyrus. So he was under different administrations, but they didn't fire him. They kept him on. So he had an excellent spirit. You know what Daniel would do? He would pray. He would pray. You know that the first thing we need to get settled in our mind is to not wait for perfect circumstances to pray. You know that a lot of times, a preacher, as soon as this bill's paid off, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for God to pay the bill off faster. Don't wait for the perfect circumstances. So we find Daniel, that he was such a faithful administrator that all of these crooks that worked in the administration said, you know what? We're not going to entrap him on anything except the law of his God. So there was a law called the law of the Medes and the Persians. And once it was signed into law, it was not, it was unalterable. Even the king himself couldn't change it. Like, wow, that's something. And so these uh, politicians influenced the king. Uh, Darius, let's make a, let's make, they, they pumped him up, right? Say, hey, let's make this law that nobody can worship any god except you, Darius, for 30 days. And if anybody worships any God except you, O oh great king, can you, you know, the flattery, right? Man liveth not by bread alone, he needs to be buttered up, right? <laughs> and uh, so he signed it in, probably thought, man, that's a great idea. Worship me. Everybody loves me. He probably went to the mirror and kind of pulled his chest up a little bit, you know? And uh, so they signed it. We see, they knew Daniel prayed three times a day. You know, Daniel had an excellent spirit because he prayed. Daniel, Daniel wasn't waiting for the circumstances to get fixed. He said, I need my heart to be right. And Daniel was a praying man. They knew they'd get him on prayer. Now, 30 days, they, he prayed three times a day. They knew they were going to catch him 90 times. <laughs> there was a good chance of getting Daniel busted. So the first thing on, believe it. Don't wait for perfect circumstances. To believe it. It said when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, uh, Daniel, and he was a high administrative official, Daniel, they signed this law. What are you going to do? It said he went into his house. He went into his room and he probably was like this, open those windows up. I want everybody to see this and began to pray. It said, and gave Thanks, I like that, before God. Even though the threat of the lion's den was there, it said he did it before, the circumstances don't change God. You know that I remember that Peter, when he went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the Jews had hours of prayer. And it was about 3 p.m. and John was with him. And the Bible says that Peter didn't wait for a perfect time to pray. In fact, before Peter got to prayer meeting, Peter was already praying. You know, if you anticipate something, you're like, man, God's going to do something good. But what about the circumstances? Man, they never work out. Peter didn't have any money. This man wanted to. Now, if you're a guy and you don't have any money, you don't feel too good. I I told my wife, I said, a man's going to have money. Whether he works for it or steals it. Say, oh, he's a drug dealer. Well, you know what? He wants money. That's it's not about the drugs. He just wants some money to spend. Or he stole that woman's purse. You know why? A man wants money. Otherwise, a man has a bad attitude. Find a man with a bad attitude, probably doesn't have any money. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Peter, he was told by this man, uh, uh, he asked, a beggar came up and asked an alms at the gate beautiful. And you know what Peter said? Ah. <laughs> I don't have any silver or gold. He said my cash app is down because it hasn't been invented for 2,000 years. He said I don't have any denarii. I don't have any silver coins. But you know what he said? I'm not going to wait for the perfect circumstances to believe God for something awesome. And he said but I've got something. You know Daniel realized I may not have the law on my side but I've got the lawgiver on my side. I've got the one who said thy word, oh God, is settled in heaven they can make a law down here but there's a law up there that supersedes the law when they were uh trying these nazi uh guards in world war ii at the nuremberg trials one of the guards said i was just following the law you know hitler made the law he was the you know the president i was just following the law exterminating jews Someone said, there's a higher law. You know, man can make a law, but there's a higher law. The Bible said that Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? I got something. He said, in the name of Jesus. Man, that's what we need to do. But Peter wasn't even in prayer meeting yet. Peter was already praying. And the Bible said he grabbed the man and lifted him up. And his feet, his ankle bones gained strength. And the Bible said, and leaping up stood. And the Bible said, he entered with them into the temple. I like this. Walking. You know, then you realize like, man, I don't know if he was a dude with any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of uh, dance moves. But then it said he started leaping. said he started just jumping up like this. And then he's like. This is not a figment of my imagination. And he began praising God. You know what? I don't know what Daniel was doing, but I believe that Daniel had that same praise in his heart because he was believing it before the circumstances said it. And you know what? That's what we need to do. Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things that you cannot see, but it doesn't mean they're not there. Believe it. Believe it. You know that we can as the church we don't have to wait for the right circumstances and again notice it's what we look at so preacher but how can you see because i look at the things which are not the eternal things you know i've looked at a lot of things that were problems and guess what they just got bigger whatever you look at and magnify gets bigger you know that i my wife and i we've uh I I want to share something. You know, after you get saved, you're French. Did you know that? You should be French preacher. Does that mean we had to eat baguettes? Uh, My wife sent me for some French bread, and I got the wrong bread. She goes, "This isn't the right bread from Publix." I said, "Honey, yes." She said, "I told you to get French bread." I said, "Look at it. It says baguette on it. That's like bread in French." Okay, I took French. She goes, No, it's not the right one. It says French bread. That's not the right one. I'm like, Okay. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. The language is on my side. But anyway, when you're, when you're married, it's not yours and mine your bank account, my bank account. You didn't wash your dish, you didn't wash your cup. It should be we, oui, we. Oui like french it's our cup it's our dish it's our money it's our love and you know when you get hooked up with god it's our power it's our godhead it's our goodness of god it's our power it's our citizenship which is in heaven the bible says that we can look at things which are not the bible said that daniel opened his windows where did he look he couldn't see it but he said, I know Jerusalem somewhere out there. Now, he wasn't looking at his old hometown. You know what he was looking at? There was a temple in Jerusalem. Inside the temple, at one time, where it was destroyed, who knows. Inside that temple, there was a golden box called an ark. And right between these two seraphim uh, or cherubim, these heavenly creatures, was the actual physical presence of God. And so Daniel wasn't looking at the lion's den, wasn't looking at the problems. He was looking at God. And you know what? That's what we need to do to believe it. You say, preacher, how do I get past this? Quit looking at Goliath and start looking at Jesus. You see that giant that comes before you, man, he's big. But I like what David said when David and Goliath were on the field. Goliath is this huge giant and David comes up to him. Him, and uh, the, you know the giant threatens him and then David said uh, oh you got a sword and you got a spear and you got a shield like wow I wonder if he mocked him ooh have you ever done that when someone comes to you and they're like you're like ooh I'm so scared I think that's what kind of ooh look at your big sword and your spear I think he mocked him you know in the, if you've ever been in the military you mock your enemy it wasn't like you have a sword and a spear no look <laughs> There's a bunch of cursing going on. If you've ever been in the military, there's a bunch of cursing like, look, ah, look at your little girly man's spear. I believe that that's what David said. Oh, you look at your little girly man's spear. You even have a guy to carry your shield, you big whip. I think that's not what he's probably doing. But the Bible said, but I come to thee. Listen, in the name of the Lord. He said, I'm not even looking at you, but I got somebody with me. And the Bible says... The God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied. Goliath, you got a problem with God. And I'm on God's side. I like that. This one teacher, he said, If God's so big why doesn't god knock me off this podium and he just like stood back you know these college professors that know everything and he just stood back i'll give god 30 seconds if god's so big and all of his you know students are sitting back there and the the professor just sat you know like stood back with his arms crossed well there was a christian football player that was you know using the bathroom and he was walking down the hall and he heard that and god spoke to his heart and he just went into the door took a stance and just charged and knocked that dude right off the podium. And the teacher was like, what did you do? He said, God was busy. So he sent me. You know what? I'm thankful that if we believe it, we can do the work of God down here. Man, God was busy. He sent you. God was busy. Saul was busy. David's brothers were busy. But David said, man, I'll go. Like Isaiah, here I am, send me. I'm not going to look at the lion's den. I'm going to look at the God of Israel. And we all know, I've read David and Goliath many times. Guess what? Have you ever read the tortoise and the hare? Man, every time I read that, the tortoise wins. Every time I read David and Goliath, David wins. It's like, man, oh, I don't know how it's going to work. Man, David won again. If I read it again tonight, David will win again. Believe it. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And that's so true with the Christian. We don't have to look at the lion's den. We can believe it and look at God. And the last thing is, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when God moves. Don't be surprised. You pray for something for a long time. You pray for one of your children. You pray for them to get saved. You pray for your husband. You pray for your wife. You pray for that person at work. And they're like, hey, I'm coming to church this Sunday. Don't be like, oh, I never thought that would happen. No. Daniel, he believed it. Daniel's like, look, you can do whatever you want. I'm just going to believe God just like I did before. You know that they put Daniel in the lion's den. They commanded him to go in there. The king couldn't get him out of it, even though the king loved Daniel as a servant. The Bible said they put him in there and they put a stone right on the mouth of that lion's den. they didn't want Daniel sneaking out because he was in with Darius. And then they sealed it with what? king's signet, probably wax hot wax or something you know what that made me think of when they put Christ in the tomb they put a stone at the door and then they sealed it and they put guards they're like oh that's gonna stop Jesus from rising from the dead brethren you ain't gonna stop God believe it you know that when you know that God's gonna do something don't be surprised Three days later that the tomb was open. Jesus is alive. And the Bible said when they came the next day, the king said, Daniel, thy God whom thou servest continually, is he able to deliver you from the lions? Well, you can believe it. The Bible said, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel. What did Daniel say? He didn't say, oh, I can't believe it. He said, man, I believe it. God sent his angel and hath shut.'" the mouths of the lions. He didn't say he didn't make them growl. They might've been growling all night, but their mouths were shut. They were like mm. Now a lion with a mouth that's shut, you look like a fool, right? You can't open your mouth. You can't show your teeth. You just have to be like mm. mm. Daniel's probably going, you look silly. You know that? You know, there's a, uh, there's a hall of fame for football. There's a hall of fame for baseball. In Hollywood, they have these stars, right? It's called the Walk of Fame. I haven't been to Hollywood. I don't have a star there yet. Um, Just kidding, ever. But there's a place in the Word of God that's like the Hall of Fame. And it's Hebrews chapter 11. And it's the Hall of Faith. And Daniel made it in. If you read Hebrews chapter 11, you can believe it. Verse 33, Who through faith... Subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. And the Bible said, so Daniel was taken up out of the den. No manner of hurt was found upon him. Listen, because he believed, brethren, in his God. But with heads bowed and eyes closed.